Welcome to Soul Talk. Join us for another in-depth discussion regarding all things seen and unseen in this world and those beyond. Together, we explore topics that expand the heart and open the mind of all those willing to be activated. And now, your host, Eugene Gantz. Blessings, blessings. How are you? This is Eugene Gantz, Soul Man. Follow me on IG, S-O-L-M-A-N. Facebook, Eugenius, E-U-G-E-N-I-U-S dot S-O-L. Twitter as well. Blessings, everyone. So, today's Soul Talk will be about uh, sound healing and the human voice. Now, <laughs> you hear me laughing, smiling. No, um, there's, there's like an amazing healing that happens through sound healing. Uh, and I mean in the sense of, let's say, bowls or the gong healings are ridiculous. The gong bats are amazing. Um, drumming is really good. Like I drum and there's like, you know, really amazing ways that instruments can help tune us, right? Tuning forks even as well at certain points on the body or around the body and chakra alignment can help as well. So it's frequency. We're talking about sound. We're talking about using it to heal us. So those sound healing classes or workshops or, <clears throat> excuse me, events that you participate in are so powerful. They're, they're really exemplifying uh, what human technology is all about. And a lot of it's based through sound. So also just be conscious, you know, it's always said what you listen to predominantly how much you, that you take in affects you as well and I, I listen to some crazy stuff no doubt like it's not it's not like I'm listening to uh, you know classical music every day <laughs> you know like, oh, yeah, like nah man I like to yo booty yo booty you know man I may go through you know a phase of some whatever um, but I balance it with mantra music because I produce uh, a lot of mantra music and stuff. I'm, I'm always counterbalancing it with some consciousness uh, to, to help. But that's, again, it's something outside we use, uh, even through specific spiritual tracks and music that have mantra, that have sounds, frequencies, theta, beta, alpha, <laughs> all the things, you know, that um, all the ways humans have begun to leverage sound and how we use it to treat ourselves and each other. There's a lot of different ways. The one identifying factor among all these ways is that they're outside of you. What do I mean? Like they're outside of you. If you are in the middle of the jungle in Colombia and you want to do something to help you connect with the jungle so you don't get benched <laughs> so sometimes come I attack you hungry mother. right like you want to tune in to your environment you don't have a bowl they're heavy as shiza to carry around you don't have a flute maybe you do you get it in your back <laughs> but then you know you never know the hell you could be drawing with that you know what can you do that's immediate that can immediately begin to tap in to the latent healing qualities of the body. What is it that can happen in an instant over a period of time that will change your frequency in a way that can affect your mood, how you think, how you move, your body? It's sound. 
and sound starts with the breath. The breath is the vehicle of your voice. As I'm speaking, I have to exhale because I breathe a lot every day, every week, every month, every year. The quality of my voice has changed. I know how to access the amount of breath necessary to express the tonality that I'm, I'm looking for, that I'm feeling for and looking and, and, and organizing into cognitive expression. I use the breath as that vehicle. That's why breathing is so powerful. That's why most of the time, I've never done like Toastmasters or, um, or like uh, speak. I think I did debate, debate club in high school or something, but I don't know. I've always um, been on stage, let's say, and speaking. And I've always had to breathe. The, the, my breath has always been a way that I helped project my voice to capture attention, uh, to, to accent ideas, you know, in, in the flow of thought. Use your breath. That's why it's important to, to practice the diaphragmic breath, you know, because you're speaking from your center. I'm speaking from my, you know, my core the core of who I am and what I feel in a relaxed way because it's an authentic expression. I don't have to squeeze mental molecules, you know, to try to come up with anything. It's a natural expression of the ideas and the beliefs and the feelings and the thoughts that are in me, in the breath, and how I breathe helps me to communicate those, those ideas, those visions, those whatever it is that I'm communicating to someone else or something else like this microphone or a video screen. It allows for me to, to move my expression in a way that's effective. It may not be effective to most. I'm not saying everybody loves my damn voice. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, shut the <laughs> like, bruh, bruh, bruh. You know, like that's that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in your particular mode of expression, by deepening your breath, by learning how to breathe from your belly, moving it up to the chest, into your shoulders, into your neck, from your spine to your brain's stem. <laughs> you know, like that's what I'm talking about. The breath that fills the body. Think about speaking from those spaces. Think about the depth in which you speak from when the breath can travel deeper. You're waking up those ancient memories in your blood. I'm not going to get too, you know, too far out there, but it, there is a quality that happens. There's a quality that, that is released that you experience by combusting oxygen through your lungs, causing a pranic release, a life force. Vitality, the Shakti, the creative sexual force expanding and exploding through every cell in your blood, throughout your fascia, throughout your flesh itself. And speaking from that space, the whole of you is speaking. It's very difficult to, to be um, deceptive unless at your core you are, right? And most of the time when you're speaking from that space, people feel you. So if you're being deceptive, we'll feel it. We'll feel it unless we want to hear it, unless we need to be romanced by stories and fantasies to help us avoid something. And that's different. Then that expression is effective in its, you know, its intention. But those of us that are, are moving toward a, a deeper truth, even though we wrestle with our, our false perceptions and projections, our illusions, we wrestle with them, we still are moving toward a greater truth of expression. The breath is important. The voice is important. It's a creative fight faculty, the living word, the fiat. It gives us the power to create things in our environment that are important to us. Love, compassion, and joy, and the people that we love. 
that may not be expressing those emotions or those states. So we have to use sound as our voice to echo and reverberate through our body off our bones when we speak. Because the body is vibration. We have this flesh and this flesh is made of matter that's vibrating at a specific frequency. I'm not making this up. This is just the basics of science and physics. How the laws of the physical realm work. And these condensed vibrations have patterns. DNA directs these patterns to form skin and bone and blood. You know, ligament. Give it an expression. That's the intangible part of science that we still try to figure out that we call the soul that we've created. You know, ideas around religions and beliefs. We have a soul. But the majority of us is unseen. Like if you have the, the, the point of view that you're in your brain, that your brain and your mind are one, that your mind is not an intangible that's using your brain to communicate. If you've got the hierarchy off, then yeah, you should check out the three planes talk. You know, I'll be doing next, the next podcast will be the three planes and that, that great uh, workshop I'll be doing at Lighthouse Yoga coming up in February. But we talk about that, that the body is a part of a hierarchy and it's made up of vibration. So as much as you want to work on your physical body, and it's awesome and it's important, that's why body, you know, shaming and stuff, you know, you're fat or this or that, like it's, you know, who you are can, can shine and move through. There's no doubt that the higher quality of substance that you have, the, let's say the better shape or uh, the best condition of the body will or can have a better, let's say, a filament for the light to move through, for the force to move through, to light up that space. But it doesn't matter. Life will express itself. There's deep wisdom and light in all of us, regardless of these different other variables. If we can, if we can breathe deep enough to allow our bodies to vibrate at a certain realm, at a certain space, at a certain frequency, the body's vibration, you can feel it. If you're in a crowd of people, you can almost tap into that greater body of energy that everybody's exuding. If you're in a space by yourself, you sometimes feel the emptiness because who you are is beginning to expand out, usually based on your breath rate. If it's at a nice tempo, it's deep. You can fill a whole room with your presence. And then anybody walking into that room, whether it be an animal, you can feel them. That's that ninja shiza. <laughs> you know, that's that Jedi stuff. But it's a truth when done consciously. And since the body is vibration, it can be tuned through sound. What greater sound than the voice that's moving from it, that's originating within it, from the very depths of it, depending on how deep you breathe? Think about that. Imagine that you, as a speaking and thinking being, can affect your vibration based off of what you say, how you say it, or what you tone, what you vibrate, what note you hit. What group of words in a succinct and rhythmic pattern you chant or repeat over a specific amount of time, how it affects the physical body, the nervous system, sympathetic, parasympathetic, and central columns, just from using sound. And again, remember the sound is emanating from within you and moving out of you, but it's starting inside of you, so it's vibrating from the core and moving its way out, an explosion of conscious vibration that has intention, that has structure, that has rhythm, and that's moving all the cells in your body, the cells in your blood, and the cells in your bones, and it's bouncing off the bones and pushing its way right through the flesh and back out 
you know, be encased by the skin, pushing through your pores. Think about how sound moves like that. And think about what healing potential you have by using sound, by using toning. Toning has changed my life. Toning has changed the tone of my voice. What do I mean by toning? There's seven sounds, right? Seven tones. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. Then do, re, mi. It goes up and up and up and down and down and down to infantium, right? Beyond the audible. But seven major tones. Well, if you can tone or chant these tones, you're holding this tone. Just E, let's say, or ah, or O. I teach you, Dr. Joseph Michael Every has a beautiful uh, mantra um, CD, and one that he has the five tones. You just chant those five tones, but it changes the quality of you, it changes the frequency in you. It's toning not only the organs that have different keys, different spiritual functions, not only the blood requiring that vibration, shaking anything that's dwelling in it, that's holding on to the sides of your arteries. Right? You're not thinking about that. You're vibrating anything in your chest. If you're around smokers, you live in a city. You're ingesting through your pores and your lungs all these toxins that are released by the cars and the airplanes. Living in Miami and, and, in, and in L.A. as well, airplanes flying over, helicopters, cars in the street. That's why there's so much smog in L.A., in different places, I'm sure Hong Kong and Taiwan and all that stuff, they've got their level. But you're ingesting all this stuff. How do you get it out? How do you get those heavy metals and free radicals out of your blood? I guarantee you a lot of part, a big part of it comes from movement, from sweating, and uh, allowing for the natural exhaust system of the body via, you know, the sweat glands, you know, the underarms, wherever else you leak out this, you know, salt and toxin, but also through vibrating inwardly, vibrating your organs shaking them with the sound of your voice channeled from the central point of view. Think about how also the intangible aspect of not just your physical body, but your aura, your electromagnetic field. This is, again, not just a, you know, a spiritual fantasy. This is, you know, this is documented. You can see the auric field of the human body, its egg-like shape, its branches of of energy that move out to support that shape. That shape is also a field that's around the earth, around a tree, around an apple, right? All these all these life forms have this basic shape. It's called the Taurus field. If you uh, see the, the podcast, that's my logo. That circular donut-shaped field is called the Toral field. It's the energy field that's around all life, that geometry of life that keeps the flow that can be affected by how you vibrate, what you're saying. So chanting mantra, why is it a part of my practice? Chanting mantra is for my mind. How do you change your mind? Thinking the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be consistent with that. Just think the same thing over and over again. Maybe eventually you'll change your mind. Your mind is expressed through your body via the brain. The brain then expresses itself throughout the body via the nervous system. So you're not only changing your mind, you got to change your whole body. You have to change your whole energy field. If you're walking around with these ideas, these heady ideas, but not 
finding that you're acting them out consistently but just more talking about them it's because you haven't convinced the remainder of your brain which holds a part of your mind throughout the rest of your body you haven't convinced that you have to do something that vibrates this intention that vibrates this new frequency so the filament right your nervous system your bones your blood the filament that can hold that different vibration of thought, of feeling, and of action is clear enough and strong enough to hold it consistently, automatically, without your conscious involvement. Until then, to raise your vibration, to raise out of a vibration of depression. That's why singing is amazing. That's why music is so powerful. That's why songs become timeless. These themes, these archetypal themes that we go through as humans are sung in ways, in harmonic ways, that trigger the release of serotonin in the brain. They give us that good feeling. They help us rise out of dark spaces. The music is so powerful. It's a vibration that not only can penetrate us from the outside, from a speaker, from an instrument, but that we can sing and vibrate from within us, from the inside, cleansing and healing. Vision that cleansing and healing everything as it's moving from the inside out, that it touches. That's powerful. That's why the angels are arranged in choirs. If you're into angelology, if you have the science of angels in your repertoire, you know that the choirs of angels that are responsible for singing into creation different aspects of life, of matter, that's powerful. That's why choirs are so powerful or always a part of classic religion or any type of tribal uh, situation will have circles and singing involved, music and drumming and beating of objects rhythmically, continuously in a mantric way, the repetition changes frequency that allows for the mind to be locked into place and given an intention and move itself through the emotion which is triggered through not only song but movement as well dance is a way of expressing vibration of expanding and, and contorting your energy field to expand it out or shrink it that's a different podcast movement and vibration <laughs> you know how it works with the field but speaking and sticking back to the script with sound, this is why mantric practice is so powerful, especially the relationship between the tongue and the roof of the mouth. It's tantric. It's another tantric expression of the divine. How the tongue moves and activates the 82 pressure points at the roof of the mouth that work with those subtle organs, hypothalamus, the vagus nerve, the pineal gland, thyroid, all these different things. All these different ways we express as humans in time and space can be activated, exaggerated, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and enhanced through mantra, through sound, through toning, through tone, toning or tuning ourselves in. That's why in yoga class, OM is a great way of tuning in. OM, O-N-G, is also a great one as well because the tongue is tantrically connected and embraced to the roof of the mouth in a space that allows for the vagus nerve to be vibrated, the thyroid and the pineal gland hypothalamus, that big line of powerful organs are automatically activated and then expanded through repetition and time. So we use mantra, we use sound as a way of tuning these unreachable by the hands, right? These, these untouchable parts of ourselves that still affect our day-to-day -day life, that still affect what's seen. So the power of mantra and toning is is really exhibited in how it helps the mind, how it helps to change the mind and the brain, the mind's highway and expressive organ throughout the body as well. So just as powerful as it is to hear an A-tone played through a beautiful crystal bowl or golden bowl or amethyst, the different um, 
beautiful earth crystals that that resonate sound through the bowl shape and and give us these awesome qualities activate these latent qualities within us but they're penetrating us from the outside this very even more tantric experience of toning that a sound or these specific tones with the sacred tones these these sounds and vowels that make up most of language right toning these over a specific amount of time with your intention being your kidneys, your spleen, your heart, uh, your beliefs, uh, your thoughts around love, your prosperity. It can go from any level, three to seven and 12. The whole gambit of uh, the spiritual to the physical and back is affected by sound. We hear sirens, the heart quickens. We hear a child cry. Our response mechanism kicks in if you're awake. <laughs> you know, we hear a cat meow for the pet lovers. It does something to us. That specific meow, that sound that comes out of a cat's mouth, they don't do it to each other unless they get ready to fight, usually, but they have nonverbal communication as well. So even life itself communicates to a more subtle sound. That subtle sound can be repeated again and again, in a systematic way, in a rhythmic way, if you've done any of my meditations, come to any of the events that I do or a private client or we do a meditation, you'll always get music from me. You'll always hear us doing music and moving rhythmically because rhythm combines the emotion and the mind together. The mind through the brain has to move the body in time with sound. It synchronizes the left and the right brain. It gives us a full capacity of our brain power in one moment of joy and ecstasy, if you're relaxed, like I'm instructing you to be, if you can play again in your body and start to add a bit more sovereignty to your movement, right? Your elasticity of command through your body. If you can chant and dance, right? While moving your left and right hand and feet at the same time, how much joy you'll have, how you'll remember, how you'll awaken yourself. Maybe you just needed to move and breathe and tone in this specific way to release something that was trapped in your lower back, in your hips, in your legs, in your arms, somewhere deep in your chest where you hit it because it was difficult to deal with. It was a hard emotion to qualify and digest. Now because you're singing, you cry for an instant or you laugh ridiculous and you release it because now your mind has the capacity to expand because it can focus that makes sense through the one-pointedness that circumference is everywhere surrounding and encompassing everything but it's a single point it's the same thing the origination of your breath in your chest where does your soul originate in your body is it just in your head do you live in your head uh, are you highly identified with what you think? Do you live in your heart? Are you highly identified with what you feel? Have you created a balance? Do you live in your body? Is it just about the sensations? Are you ruled by your animal nature? Vibrate sound. Vibrate sound and see how hard it is for you to relax your body. Vibrate sound and see how hard it is for you to have a full breath with the sound and get the full sound out. Vibrate your body and see how difficult it may be to even focus on the mantra. Rama, dasa, sa, se, so, hung. Rama, dasa, sa, se, so, hung. You see, do you hear the breath? 
most of the time if you're doing an exercise usually the mantra is a way of helping you to regulate your breath to keep breathing to power the action you're doing why do you think most people in the military chant sound off one two sound off three four sound off one two three four Three, four, yo, mama slapped her booty cheek. Mama slapped her. Okay. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Like, it's, you're, you're singing and you're moving. And you have to breathe to do both. It's dynamic and it's in sequence. You sequence up, you lock in sequence with the other people. Remember, um, or it is said that most of the time when armies are marching across a bridge, they have to change the cadence because they'll literally destroy the bridge if they all walk in sync they have to make it sparse and uh you know and, and out of cadence so that it disparages that sound current that's created so that that force won't destroy the bridge there's a reason why it locks the mind in and it's a part of a systematic training for military <laughs> you know what i'm saying for drill team for cheerleaders for uh, basketball players, football players, soccer players, there is a systematic movement that you do, I hope you do, to warm up. There's always a chant. There's always some type of cheer, right? <laughs> you have it. There's a reason why it's in our society. That's the reason why it's connected so intimately with us as humans, collectively as well as singularly. Putting into a, a practice. Taking not just this, you know, uh, sports fan or expression or singing in the bathtub like all, all the ways we use sound as therapy knowing it or not putting it into a spiritual practice sitting for like let's say just five minutes after you move your body and chanting the repetition of a sound current while your body is relaxed focusing your mind on the intention feeling the vibration through your body grounding down in it so that the bones soak up that intention. And even the field, that, that timeless, tasteless, touchless, right? Intangible field that's surrounding you, that's your soul containing your body is vibrating with your intention. With the ancient and sacred rhythms and meanings that are going into what you're saying. Permeating you. That is the key. That is my intention, at least, by having it as a personal practice and, and prescribing it as a practice for those that work with me. It's to help you expand your mind, to ground it and expand it so that you can reach the heights, to change a belief, to feel and think differently. We vibrate. We vibrate, we move our bodies. We have to. Our thoughts and emotions, our vibrations, Again, there's no push-ups for emotions, right? There's no app for emotions. This has to be some interconnected of feelings, of thoughts, and of a way that allows for us to change our frequency. And that's toning, that's sound, that's mantra. If you're interested, I have an amazing um, Kabbalistic mantra chant um, that I've made available. Check it out on eugeniusyoga.com or... Uh, on my IG page it's cool stuff there's also a plethora of different mantras that you can find on YouTube or anywhere else my YouTube channel has mantras as well so I just want to impart that the power of sound the power of singing the power of mantra it's the angel's language we should definitely maximize it it works with the mind 
It can help you change your mind and convince the remainder of your body via the nervous system to say yes to love deeper, to say yes to your opportunities, to have the courage to stand in your truth and live and breathe this life the way you see fit, that doesn't harm anything, and that in some way, shape, or form can uplift everything at the same time. All this from a sound. All this from that first cry, that first yelp of air, gulp of breath from the womb. All this in a sound. All this in a song. That's right. I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> I love you. Check me out. I'm going to roll out. I think it's about that time. But sing. Chant. Check me out on YouTube. Check my IG and do those mantras. I make them funky, you know? I like to stay with it, baby. God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Eugenia Soul. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to Soul Talk with Eugene Gann, the Yogi Exec. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at S-O-L-M-A-N, Eugenius.Soul on Facebook. Please subscribe and get that free PDF and audio meditation.